Hey, this is Kyle Turner, the lead pastor of Hillsong, Kansas City. Welcome to our podcast. We hope that it inspires you, encourages you, and most importantly, helps you get closer to Jesus. Enjoy the message. Well, well, my favorite people on the planet at my favorite church with my favorite family, the Hillsong family, one of my favorite cities, Kansas City. My goodness, such an honor to be with you. Uh, on this weekend. I love what God is doing in your church. I've always so loved your church and love your global pastors there. Pastors Brian and Bobby Houston have known them a long time. Thank God for their integrity, their love for people, their love for God. They are the real deal. And of course, your lead pastors right there at Kansas City. Shout out. Come on, pastors Kyle and Liz Turner. Oh my goodness. Dear, dear, dear friends. And uh, We've got a lot of history together uh, with, with the Turners, and we're close. Probably Pastor Kyle and I talk every single week about family, about life, about generosity, about all that you're doing. And I just thank God for pastors like Pastors Kyle and Liz. They love God. They love you. Uh, they love that region. They love the kingdom of God. They love other people, all kinds of people, whether they're in the church, not in the church, de-churched, unchurched, all about church. They just love people. So we have a lot of history together, and I'm grateful for their witness and their testimony right there all these years, serving, planning that great church uh, right there, making a difference, and to see how God has blessed it and grown it. Facilities now impact, just incredible, incredible. And I thank God for the trust that I have with your pastors. They are good people, godly people, and the integrity. I've watched them be so trustworthy, have tremendous respect for what God is doing in Kansas City through your pastors and your team there. Hey, can we clap our hands for our pastors and our team there? Great, 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 great what God is doing. And I'm going to tell you, you're building a great church. People all over the country talk to me about planting churches. I, I get to be a part of a great church planting organization called ARC where we plant churches. They say, where do we go to learn how to plant a church? Where do we go to learn how to grow a church? Where do we go to learn how to love people? I always talk about right there in the Kansas City Hillsong Church about being able to build a great church. And you're doing that through Connect groups. I mean, my goodness. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for a small group. If you're not in a connect group, jump in a connect group. Find your circle. Super important. Or then also being able to serve on a team or, or being able to take next steps. I thank God for a church when I showed up. Man, they gave me a pathway. Church can be a maze. Sometimes you don't know what to do. You don't know where to go, who to talk to, and what group. I'm going to tell you, there's some next steps there that you can go. And then they'll just show you exactly that pathway to live the life that God intended. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that and uh, and be, get on a team. Oh my goodness, get on a team and begin to serve and of course be that kingdom builder. We're building the kingdom of God through our generosity and I thank God for your faithfulness and the impact that you've had because you've been faithful in the tithe and offering, because you give generously and you go online and you give or you text to give, you are making a difference. And I just think about all the difference that you're making right there through the house of hope. I'm grateful for that. The real deal, my goodness, a vision to give out, you know, millions, a million pounds of, of groceries and bags and boxes and feed the community. Now it's two million. You're almost at two million. That, that only
only have, that's unheard of. I, I don't know many churches that have that type of impact, but it's because of, of, of just loving God. It's a significant thing that's happening there at the House of Hope. It's the real deal. And again, that happens because of generosity. Pastor Kyle and I talk about that. I know you're, you're talking about a theme right now, brighter days, brighter days. And, and come on, it's, it's brighter days when we're feeding people and we're, we're being generous and we're part of Serve Day and all the things that are right around the corner. That gives people brighter days. And can I tell you something? I've never been a blessing to someone else that I don't receive more than I give. And I know that's the heartbeat of your church. I love the mission. I want to read this to you. Just want to take a moment. The mission of the House of Hope mission. I want you to hear this. It is to come alongside of those in need to help move hurts into health. Hello. Help move hurts into health. You talk about have a brighter day. You talk about being able to have a theme and a heartbeat and a life as a single mom or a blended family to be able to sing and say, it is well with my soul. It is well with my life. It is well with my family. It is well with my family. Then you give your life to helping move people from their hurt to their health. God's going to bless your life. God's going to help you. So I get excited about that. And again, so much of that happens because we make a decision to move from selfishness. We make a decision to move from me, myself, and I. You wanted to finish up a great summer? You want to finish up 2021 amazing? Then move from your own place. Move from your own situation and engage other people. So I'm excited about that because Serve Day is right around the corner and you could be a part of that. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that. I know that with the idea here at Hillsong as well, and, and one of the ways we do that is through reaching out to others. And so we're going to have brighter days for sure. I love all these themes. But I want to give you greetings from the Rizzo family. Our family's doing well from Birmingham. I'm right here at Church of the Highlands. Church just like yours, reaching people, making a difference, seeing people baptized, feeding people, loving people. So again, our family loves your family. We feel like family were together. So I want to talk for a few minutes and come alongside of that thought with a very simple title. Just the simple title is this, to look after, to look after. If you want to have brighter days, to look after. We're going to tie those things together. Let's pray. Father, I love you and thank you for our time together. Thank you for this amazing church and the families that are there. Lord, bless every person that's at one of our locations watching online. Bless our pastors today. Thank you for Kyle and Liz. Lord, they're dear to our hearts. God, I just pray, God, for what you're doing right there to every person's lives. Lord, for Lord, what's happened across the Hillsong world, bless every church, all the Hillsong. Bless Pastor Brian and Bobby, Lord, and Speak to us today. Let us lean in. Say something to us. Let us be people, Father, that know that you're looking after us so that we can look after others for the cause of Jesus Christ to impact eternity. In Jesus' name, everybody said a good amen. Hey, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to the book of James, to the book of James. It's towards the latter part of the New Testament. It's one of my favorite books. 
of the Bible. It's all about living out your faith. It's, I think somebody told me one time that James is the gospel in denim. It's the gospel in jeans. It's living out. It's everyday wear. Everyday wear. It's faith in action. Most people say, and most scholars say this, that if you had one book to read in the epistles, the letters that Paul and the others wrote, it would be the book of James because James is where it helps you live out what we profess, what we confess, what we believe. Matter of fact, in Bible college, I went to Bible college for a couple of years, we had to read the book of James for uh, a whole year. I think I read it 300 times in a whole year, over and over and over again, faith in action. So James chapter one, I want to focus on this, this passage of scripture, and then we'll look at one little small phrase that's stuck in the middle of James chapter one. Do not merely listen to the word, verse 22, so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Here, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in the face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets. That's crazy. What he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom continues in it, continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard but doing it, doing it, doing it, they will be blessed in what they do, not just in what they say, not just in what they think about, just not what they intend, but what they do. Those who consider themselves religious, yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue, deceive themselves, their religion is worthless. So it says, hey, listen, you can't act like, you can't, you can't act like a Christian but not speak like one. You can't have all this faith on the inside of you, but then what comes out of your mouth is negative, is criticism, is, is bitterness, is, is uh, you know, hurt. Can't let all that happen. He says, that's not true religion. It's worthless if you don't keep a tight rein on your tongue. Watch what you say. But then verse 27, religion that God our Father accepts, I want to be acceptable to God, as pure, faultless, is this, get ready, get ready, get ready, about to tell you what it is, to look after orphans, widows in distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted, oh, come on somebody, polluted by this world. Can I have a good amen for God's word? The phrase that stuck right in the middle, right there, to look after, to look after. I love how James says that one of the ways that we live out our faith, that we live out our songs, that we live out our prayer, that we live out our, our social media posts about the scriptures or the devos or the, the sermon is to look after. That's how we know the difference between religion that is pure, uh, that is blameless versus that is worthless. Now, my parents, they ran a uh, summer business in a little place called Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So it was a family business. We worked on the beach, sold shark's teeth and airbrush and all this kind of tourism things. You've all been there. And so you've been to these tourism areas where there's the airbrush and the shark's teeth and, and the stuffed animals. So my parents had that. It was a family business. And, and my, my, we all worked. I had a sister that was 10 years older than me. I have a sister that's five years older than me. So, you know, we, we moved there. We, my dad started the business the, the summer I was born. And so my, my, my sister, you know, my, my one that's 10 years older than me, by the time she was 12 years old, I was two, she went to work. 
By the time I was seven years old, my 12-year-old, my, my other sister was 12 years old. My other was 17. They went, they went to work. My, my daddy put us to work at 12 years old, cleaning counters, sweeping, straightening up. So there was a little bit of years before during that summer that I could go work. My dad put me to work when I was 12 years old, uh, working at them counters. Now, but, but, so I'd have to get a babysitter, a babysitter. Boy, can I tell you something? Man, it was work to find somebody to take care of me. It was work to find someone to look after me, to watch me, to attend to me, to care for me, to guard me, to be there for me, and to help me. Man, my ADD and my, I had a speech issue, so I had some challenges with some, some communication, so being able to speak clearly and, and, and my, you know, all over the map, man, just been running wild at the beach, running wild in my little trailer park we lived in. Babysitter come in, try to look after me. I never forget, we'd, I ran off more babysitters than you could imagine. My mother used to tell me when I got older, son, do you know how hard it was to find somebody to look after you? Come on, some of you probably know what that's like. I guarantee Pastor Kyle knows what that looked like. Find, man, it's hard to get someone to look after you. What I find is so interesting here in Scripture is I've read James over and over again. So often I have read James chapter 1 and I've looked at this and I've focused. Man, I love about the servant. Mother Teresa is my hero. Man, I'm all about outreach. I was reached because of outreach. Man, I'm about soul winning. I'm about getting involved. Man, I'm all about passing out groceries. And so often I have read that passage of Scripture, but just recently as I've read that, that little phrase to look after has jumped out and grabbed hold of my heart just over and over again. It's been like one constant tick-tock in my mind just over and over, repeat, repeat, repeat to look after. I think it's so interesting how the Bible helps us to know what we should be looking after as it relates to life. You know, there's so much in life to look after. Bible's trying to tell us what to truly look after, but you and I know that we live in a world that there's so many things to look after, man. I, I got to look after my money. I got to find out what's going on with my money. I got to check my bank account. I got to check my stocks. I got I to gotta look at my savings account. I got to watch my money, my mind on my money, my money on my mind. I mean, I got to watch my money, man. I, we look after our money. Hey, what about gossip? I got to know what's going on with people. I got, I'm looking after gossip. I'm trying to find out the skinny on everybody. I'm trying to find out what's happening. Everybody, we look at, sometimes we just are looking after, how about current affairs? Need to know what's going on in the media. Need to know what's going on in people's lives. Need to know what's the latest scoop. What's the, what, what's the latest thing that's happening? What's, what's the latest info? What we're looking after, current affairs. The weather. Need to know about my weather. Delenn's parents. I'm married. We've been married 33 years. Her parents are older. Man, they look after the weather every day. Their TV lives on the weather channel. Every other day, her father-in-law takes me and lets me know what's going on with the weather. I look, got me looking at the weather now. I'm looking, not only am I looking at the weather here in Birmingham, but I got like 15 places saved in my phone. I'm looking at the weather in the Vale. I'm looking at the weather in Myrtle Beach. I'm looking at the weather in KC. Man, I'm looking at the weather in, in all kinds of places. Rome, I'm Italian. I want to know what's going on. We look after the weather. We look after sports teams. What's going on? Recruiting. Who got recruited? Who's gotten traded? What's going on? What's their deal? How are they feeling? Who's, who's feeling good? Hey, co-workers. What's happening with our co-workers? Our classmates in our sorority, in our fraternity, in our club. Well, no, busy. Oh, we busy looking after everything. We looking after everybody else's life. We looking after everybody else's pain. 
We're looking after everybody else's struggle. We're looking after everybody else's mistakes. We're looking after everybody else's success. We're looking after everybody else's failures. We're looking after our kids. What's going on with our kids? We're looking after what's going on with my tennis team. What's happening with my golf score? All these things. I'll tell you something. We spend so much time looking after things that don't mean much. Come on, Hillsong family. Come on, KC. We spend a lot of time looking after. Remember what that word means? To watch, to attend to, to care, to guard, to be present. I wonder how much time we spend looking after things that do not matter. They will not matter in a, in a year from now. They will not matter in eternity. They will not matter at the end of our life. Just yesterday, I was pulling out of my driveway. I noticed the EMS at one of our neighbors. I pulled out to leave and kind of got a little check in my spirit. I need to go up in there. I wish I listened to the Lord more on those things. So often, I'll just drive away. I'm busy. Got a lot to look after. Got my schedule. Got my calendar. Got my success. Got my stuff. But thank God, I just put a truck in park, jumped out of my truck, walked up the driveway, one neighbor over in my cul-de-sac, went up in there, stuck my head, and the EMS were in there, talked to my, my neighbor, stepped out, he said, well, hey, he comes to our church, says, hey, hey, pastor, I said, well, you okay? And he said, well, my, my, my wife's mother moved in with us a couple years ago, I think I'd known that, and she, she's not doing real well, they're going to have to, she's having some heart failure. Well, I just said, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Uh, last, the, the, let, later on that evening, I, I stopped back by there. And I, I thought, wow. You know, she's 80-something years old. I believe in God for a healing. But, you know, I, I had this thought when I was thinking about this. I had this thought when I was going back down my cul-de-sac. You know what I thought about? I wonder how many things in our life we, we look after. We, we, we attend to. We get busy. We get so present with that when it's all said and done, will not matter. Will not matter. Will not matter. I want to encourage you. There is some things to look after. Jesus came to us and he spoke to us about some things. The Bible tells us in James and when you look at the life of Christ, uh, he came to look after us. One of the pictures that I love is in Luke chapter 7. I think this, matter of fact, it's the same wording as in Luke 1 to look after. It's the same wording of a phrase here in Luke chapter 7, verse 11. It's the story where Jesus raises the widow's son. It's in a beautiful story. And it shows us how Jesus looks after us. But remember, he looks after us so that we can look after others. That's really what James says. James says that true religion is when you look after the orphan and the widows. Some with the most reduced opportunities. Some with the, the most reduced chances. Look after them. That's what you do as a church. So here's what Jesus, the story, love this window. Love this window into the heart of God. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain. A little small town. And his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. They were traveling in this large crowd. As he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out. Look at these details. The only son of his mother, watch this, she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, think about that. When he saw her, 
his heart went out to her. Think about that. He saw her and immediately he knew. No son, no husband, no help, no social security, no support. He sees this woman who's lost her husband. Now she's lost her son. And his heart went out to her, and he said these words, don't cry. Interesting word to say at a funeral, but Jesus is the only one that can say it. Then he went up and he touched the bearer of the coffin uh, that, that, to those that were carrying him. And the bearer stood still, these pallbearers. And he said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk. I love this. Jesus gave him back to his mother. I love that. Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe. Just, oh, raising of the dead. They just were all filled with awe. And they praised God. That's the result. A great prophet, prophet has appeared among us, they said. Here it is. Here it is. God has come to help his people. That's the best news ever. I wrote this in the margin of my Bible. One of the greatest statements in the Bible about God. God has come to help his people. In another version, it says God is back looking to the needs of his people. It's the same phraseology of James. James says to look after. Here we see a picture of Jesus, and we see this several times in the scripture, where Jesus performs a miracle, meets a need, and the response is that God has come to help his people. It's the same terminology to look after, to come and help his people. That is it. So, so Jesus has come to help people. Jesus has come to look after the lonely and the hurting and those that are, that are hungry for him. What is our reasonable response to Jesus looking after us? Jesus touching our life. Jesus forgiving us. Jesus raising us up from bitterness and from sin and addiction and pain and hurt. What's our reasonable response? It's to Look after others. To look after others. See, that's what Family Fridays are all about. Oh, we're passing out groceries. We're serving the hurting. We're, we're being there in these environments and in these spaces. But can I tell you something? It's to let them know that God has come to help them. And that we're here to look after. And we're just, we're just, we're just a, a relaying it. We're here to look after. That's what Family Fridays is all about. That's what Serve Day is all about. It's just letting the world know. It's letting our neighborhood know. It's letting people know. Not in these huge, big ways. Thank God for the huge, big ways. Thank God for that. But can I tell you something? Giving out two million pounds of food is incredible. But here's what's even more incredible. It goes out pound by pound. Person by person. Family by family. It's not some big financial gift that provides it. It's all of us together. Why? Because we're here to look after people. Because ultimately, God has looked after us. When we see the cross, when we see what Jesus did, Hillsong, when we see what Jesus did on the cross, Kansas City, it says Jesus came to look after us. Therefore, I want to be about looking after others. To look after. That's what being on a team is all about. It's trying to look after people. It's serving. It's loving. It's leading a connect group. 
It's being a kingdom builder. It's being a key holder there. Providing those groceries, providing those baby needs, providing those hygiene packs, putting them together, going out into the community, being a part of a serve day, painting and loving and caring and cleaning and and improving and making our city better and making our city great, making our neighborhoods know that they're not forgotten, letting people know that that they're just not a number or a name, that they matter to God. All of that we're looking after. So I want, I want to give you some application. And, and I think this will uh, help, help us go well with our soul. I think all this application will help our soul go well. It, it will contribute to brighter days. I'm going to tell you the brightest day is a serve day. You, you participate. Serve day is an all call. Everybody's involved. Say, well, I don't have much to give. I, I don't know anything about it. Let me tell you something. They're going to play, they're going to lay it all out for you. It's easy, easy. But don't stay away. You be a part. You watch what God does. I'm going to give you four applications. When we look after, here's how it happens. When we look, we look after when we go fill in the blank. We look after when we say, so, well, how do I look after others? How do I look after my family? How do I look after the workplace in the school? We look after when we, number one, believe the best. We believe the best about people. Don't give up on people quick. Don't give up on people. I think we're living in a world where everybody thinks everyone's going to give up on me. Let's be the opposite. We look after when we believe the best and don't give up on people. Let's just believe the best about our city. Let's believe the best. I remember when we started our church um, we started reaching out to a community in, in Louisiana there, right outside of Baton Rouge. And it's a tough little area of our, our, our community. And we were reaching out to some of those precious families. And some of the kids started coming. Some of the teenagers started coming. Some of the college kids started coming. And I'll never forget one day I was, I was given an invitation. You'll love this. I'm giving an invitation. Man, there were some kids here. They'd never been in church. They didn't know nothing. They didn't know anything going on. Man, they're, they're just hugging each other, crying, and loving on each other, trying to sort things out in their own life. And, you know, and they, they just trying to sort it all out. And, uh, we, you know, and we, we were trying to help them with it. And it was, it was a little emotional, a little, 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 little strong. But a lady came up to me afterwards. She said, the Holy Spirit has left the building because of the way those kids were acting. I mean, we were a little church. We probably had 70 people. I come off the stage, just preach my heart out. People have responded. Given I, the Holy Spirit has left. The Holy Spirit is not here because of those people. I looked at her and said, Really? You mean, man, it was spooked off like that? I looked at her and said, I think the Holy Spirit leaves when we're critical like you are. I was loving, I was kind, I was caring. Holy Spirit's not leaving because people that are hurting trying to get some help. Holy Spirit's not pleased and we're not believing the best and we're not, we're giving up on people too quick. Here's the second one. We look after when we Give people space and grace to receive. You know, sometimes it takes other people longer to receive Jesus than another person. Sometimes it takes more grace in this family than it does this family. We've got to give people space and grace. Well, we gave them groceries one time. Why didn't they all get their life right? It may take two times. We look after when we give people space and grace to receive. Let's give some people space and some grace. God wants to save them more than you and I. 
We look after people we believe the best and we don't give up on people. Here's the third one. We, we look after when we serve in small ways. Serve. Hello? In small ways. Just serving in small. I think sometimes we think if it's not big, if it's not drastic, if it's not massive, if it's not gigantic, God's not going to use it. Well, guess what? That's, I, we're wrong to think that the Bible teaches us that big always begets big. That's not true. God uses something so small to turn things around. Big old Goliath in the valley. Going to destroy Israel. What's God going to do with a big Goliath? Well, we got to find a bigger Goliath. Goliath 13 feet tall. Well, we better find somebody 15 feet tall. No, 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 no. God uses little old David. Little slingshot. Little stone. Something small in the hands of God. We look after when we serve in small ways. Don't downplay your serve this week. Don't down. I'm just painting. I'm just handing out. I'm just holding a sign. I'm just washing a car. I'm just at a nursing home praying. I'm just in a neighborhood going door to door. Don't downplay that. You never know how God's going to use it. You never know. You never, never know. When you look after, that's pure religion. That'll change a city. All that God would put on the heart, put on the heart of every person, I am here to look after people, to care, to love, to guard, to help. A church. Could you imagine Hillsong, Kansas City? Every heart in the room. I just want to look after people the way I've been looked after by God Almighty. Oh, that'd be powerful. Here's the fourth one. Let me finish up. When we, we look after when we love unconditionally. When we love unconditionally. Conditionally, That's a powerful thought. Oh, Lord, help me. I got so many conditions on my love. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I just got a new puppy. New little French bulldog. Man, I'm going to tell you right now, that dog loves me unconditionally. I can, try, I, I can try to get it straight and doing some training with it, doing some little walks with it, trying, trying to help it. And, and, you know, not be, be a little displeased with it as I'm training it and put it in the, in the kennel that night and cry a little bit. And, but I'm going to tell you what, it wakes up in the morning, so excited, jumping all over me, licking me. It's going crazy, going crazy, loving me unconditionally. Oh, that God would let you and I love people unconditionally. That's the heart of God. That's, he looked after me by loving me unconditionally. I'm going to do the same. Then you just never know. To look after. Lord, help that word to look after. Let us be a people. Let us be a parent. Let me be a single mom. Let me be a church. Let me be a connect group. Let me be a key holder, a kingdom builder. Let me be a person that just owns, that lives looking after. Because what I want to live, I want it to be the real deal. I want it to be true, pure. And can I tell you something? It's not that hard. We just look after the smallest, the least, the lonely. Just like Jesus looked after us. God has come to help his people. It's still true today. Amen. Let's bow our heads together.
Father, I thank you that all across this Bible, you're a God that looks after us. Ultimately, you sent your son to go to the cross, looking after our soul, our spirit, our eternal value. Lord, I pray right now for every person. Lord, I pray for serve day. I pray for all that's going to happen through the family Friday. Lord, I just pray, God, that you'd help us to make a difference, help us to have an impact. Help us to go out and just say, I'm just here to look after hurting people. Let, let us be that church. Let us be that people. Lord, I pray for every person. Just one moment, one of our team is going to come and give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you just say, man, I need to give my life to Christ. I feel far from God. Wherever you're at, we're going to help you get connected. We're going to help you take a next step. But wherever you're at, I know Pastor Kyle and Liz, they want to they walk with you. They won't be your pastors. They want to love you, care for you, believe in you, not give up on you, believe the best, give you grace and space, love you unconditionally, serve you in small ways. You're in the right place. Say this prayer right now if you want to give your life to Jesus. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died just right from your heart. I believe that you died. You rose again. Say this from your heart. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks a lot, Hillsong.